Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Thursday, September 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The old St. Laborious Church in St. Louis was a home for skateboarders until it burned in a fire. But the sense of community remains. They don't judge people because they know we're all weird in our own kind of ways. And yeah, everybody's just welcoming. It's no judging at all. We'll have that story in a few minutes. It's part of our week-long examination of the various concepts of home with help from NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. The Missouri Supreme Court is considering whether a law creating more protections for officers under misconduct investigations violates the state's constitution. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports. Under the law passed by state legislators, police officers under investigation for misconduct received new protections, including an investigatory period of only 90 days. St. Louis sued over the law in 2021, arguing the law violates the Constitution by creating an unfunded mandate. Jason Lewis, an attorney for the state, says the city has not provided enough specifics to prove the unfunded mandate claim. However, Judge Paul Wilson pushed back on Lewis's argument. These are all procedural objections that you're raising, but you're trying to defend a decision on the merits. Lewis asked the court to uphold a Cole County judge's ruling against the city. I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. A bill introduced in the U.S. House by Illinois Republican Mary Miller would make it easier for levy districts from Missouri to Iowa to maintain flood protection infrastructure. Supporters say it would help the districts keep Federal Emergency Management Agency accreditation. Environmentalists worry it could allow unchecked increases to levees and flood walls. Olivia Dorothy is the Mississippi River Restoration Director with American Rivers. Water has to go somewhere. If you're always increasing the height of your levees and nobody around you knows what you're doing, then it becomes dangerous because you don't know where that water is going to go. Dorothy says the current regulations factor in how modifications may affect the way water moves during a flood. The Mississippi is low heading into the fall harvest season for the second year in a row. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports it puts a squeeze on farmers who rely on the river to ship their products. The Mississippi River gives U.S. farmers a huge advantage over other countries because it costs a lot less to ship corn and soybeans on the river compared to trucks or rail. But the river is much less efficient when water levels drop, like right now. Mike Steenhook is the executive director of the Soy Transportation Coalition. He says the fall harvest is when the vast majority of soybeans are exported. It's game time in agriculture, and we need our supply chain to be firing on all cylinders, and unfortunately, that's not occurring right now. Steenhook says some soybeans and other agricultural products will still float down the river, but farmers will have to find other places to store or sell their crop. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. The federal government runs out of money and the farm bill expires in three days. Lawmakers can buy themselves time by extending the current bill until January. That's when laws would revert to farm bills passed without an expiration date. Those regulations go back to the 1930s and 40s and would more than double the price of milk. Iowa State University agricultural economics professor Chad Hart says lawmakers don't want that to happen. Even Congress, no, they don't want any part of parity pricing. So something will be done. 
I have no doubt about that. The question is what? Passing a farm bill after its September 30th expiration date has become common. The package has not been passed on time since 2002. Illinois House Speaker Emanuel Chris Welch has introduced a measure that would let his employees unionize. This comes nearly a year after workers first asked for that right. Alex Stegman reports. It applies to all legislative employees, not just his. The bill creates a new office to handle negotiations and gives the State Labor Relations Board jurisdiction to oversee the process. A group of the Speaker's employees started asking for voluntary recognition shortly after voters approved the Workers' Rights Amendment to the Illinois Constitution in November. They cited low starting pay and confusing time-off policies, among other issues. A Welch spokesperson says the bill is modeled after other states pushing similar measures, which is why it's taken a while. Brady Burden, a member of the organizing committee, said they've met with management, but not the Speaker himself, and are looking forward to coming to an agreement in good faith. I'm Alex Dagman. All this week, we are exploring the concept of home with help from NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. Today, we hear from Avian Duke, a skateboarder who frequented Skate Laborious, a church-turned-skate park that caught fire in June. I've been skating since I was eight years old. My dad had got me skating. He had a board, and I just got interested in skating around on it. I was like, oh, man, this is cool. You know, you just learn how to do tricks and stuff. And then he took me to the skate park, and I watched people skate. And I was like, man, I want to try to do that. My name's Avian Duke. I'm 23 years old. When you think about it, like, when you go play, like, team sports and everything, you got, you know, one kids want to be the all-star, and then, you know, everybody's competitive. Um skateboarding it it's not competitive unless you want it to be one of those things with skateboarding where like you know it was always viewed as like oh yeah those guys are like skaters or whatever they're like you know below dog food they don't judge people because they know we're all weird in our own kind of ways and yeah everybody's just welcoming it's no judging at all Home means to me um, anywhere you feel safe and comfortable. That's the key for it. Those other locks I don't remember them working. The building is St. Laborious. It was the oldest Gothic cathedral west of the Mississippi. That's really what it was before we moved into it and, you know, gave it the Skate Laborious name. It was really like a home because, like for me, because one, I had a key and I just invite friends and stuff over and we just hang out, skate, listen to music and just till whenever. It didn't really matter what how long we were here. So it was just really nice. It, it was like a home outside of home. It was a safe place. Come in here and skate any time that I wanted to and pretty much did what I wanted with respect. When I first entered, uh, my friend Ian he was like, hey, let's go up to the church and skate. They have, like, a session up there. And so we came up here, and that was my first time. I was like, wow, this is insane. Never seen anything like this. Probably will never see it anywhere else like this either. So it was definitely really cool. We're right in front of the rectory right here. This is what the kitchen in the, over there started the fire. And the flames went throughout the kitchen windows, caught the roof on fire. 
pretty crazy, isn't it? It's dark, gloomy, and burnt up. Yep. Still smells like natural gas. And that's what started it. It's pretty shocking to see something. It's like a nightmare. This is the sanctuary. This is the back end of it, right up against the altar. There is a mini ramp right here in front of us. There's still some remains of the street course and the vert ramp's completely gone. That's what was sitting right in the middle. There's been a lot of volunteers coming in and helping to the point of like, man, like there's really not much more we can do right now. It was really awesome to see that because they really care about the place. I think everybody in the community has gotten a lot, you know, closer after this um, and knowing that there's still hope to, you know, do something with the place. It was really just like a community scene. Everybody's really close with each other. Yeah, it's like a whole another different family. Avian Duke is a St. Louis skateboarder. That report was produced by Owen Henderson, one of the participants in the NPR Next Generation Radio Project. Members of that team were in St. Louis last week to produce stories that explore the concept of home. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music, as always, by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.